Welcome back to Rough Draft Revelations. I'm Ashley Privet, and I'm bringing one of my favorite couples in the world onto the podcast today. Today's topic is marriage, how it's both a lifetime and a moment. The inspiration for the name of my podcast, Rough Draft Revelations, comes from the idea that I'm learning a lot and want to share my revelations with people, but I do that with a healthy dose of humility. I know that I don't always have the life experience, the wisdom, or the insight to speak into every topic or to go as deep as some people need into certain conversations, but there is a lot that I have thought through, learned about, and continue to seek revisions and wisdom in, and that I think is worthy of being shared. So today's topic, marriage, is one that I have so much to say on, but I also want to acknowledge that I have not experienced it and there's much of it that I still have to learn. So I didn't feel like it was a topic that I could cover on my own, but is still worthy of having a voice. This topic is worth countless episodes, but honestly, I'm probably not the one to do it. So more episodes about marriage may arrive in the future as I learn more and have more rough draft revelations to share, but I'm really excited to talk about what we can about marriage today with some of my dearest friends, Gavin and Kendall Royal. On my episode, Singleness and Advent, I talked about how important it is for married and single people to be in close enough community with each other that they believe the challenges and joys of each. Gavin and Kendall are definitely those people for me. So I'm excited for you to all hear us talk about marriage. So Gavin and Kendall, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Wow. So we're just going to dive in. Um, Let's start with how we know each other. Well, we asked you to live with us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, we had just moved into a new house in Nashville. And Gavin was working a lot of late nights. And so just in a season of it being very lonely um mm-hmm. we decided to ask ashley to move in with us yeah um uh, well actually okay, we, wait, but how did we know each other first so we were in a small group together at church right yes okay yes and i wasn't like a stranger on craigslist <laughs> like yeah. hey hey come live with us um <clears throat> no uh we didn't know you from church and we actually asked you and your friend Victoria that yes. you are currently living with to come live with us. Y'all yes. were a package deal. Yes. And oh, I just remembered this. We I mentioned you on one of my previous episodes, and Victoria and I talked about how we have lived together ourselves and then lived with a married couple. <laughs> mm. And then like, we're that married own. couple. You we are that are married, the married couple. couple. Wow. So okay, continue. Um and yeah, so we asked you, and then two weeks later, you and Victoria moved in. packed up and moved <laughs> in. Um, we also just felt um, we had two upstairs bedrooms that we weren't really using, mm-hmm. and yeah. we just wanted to be a good steward of our uh, of our home. Um, and so we uh, wanted to let you guys live here without having to pay a lot yeah and that is a huge blessing especially because like nashville housing market and rent is insane and so that was just a really big blessing and i lived with you guys for two years 
And yeah. in that two years, so much happened. So yes. you guys, how long had you been married when I moved in with you guys? Two years. Yeah. So we had been married two years and okay. then you lived with us for two years. <laughs> right. So four years of marriage and then you've been out for a year. Yeah. On and your own. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the first two years of your marriage were difficult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time that I moved in with you guys, you guys were kind of like, figuring out your groove and like yeah. how to do married life and then you adopted we were slightly better at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like in the two years that i lived with you guys you had your son mm -hmm. and now he is a year and a half mm -hmm. old and so i lived with you the whole time that you found out you were pregnant that you yeah. had asher he and came then, home for the first yeah. time. You were there. I saw postpartum life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then lived you with you. You saw all the postpartum life. <laughs> so I truly saw, I saw marriage in yeah. its joys and in its challenges. Pretty much as up close and personal <laughs> as I could. You were in yes. the splash zone. <laughs> yes. There was no, there was no hiding anything from your sight. Yeah. yeah. But then Good, also, bad great joyful yeah. ugly yeah yeah and i loved that like it was really really special that is something that most people do not get to experience mm -hmm. in their adult life and yeah. so it was healing in a lot of ways and really cool um so we're here today not just to swap stories which honestly mm -hmm. we could do for a whole hours a whole podcast <laughs> yeah but um to talk about marriage in particular and how marriage is both a lifetime and a moment mm -hmm. and so first I want to ask each of you what what does marriage mean to you and this is kind of like our theological foundation of like what is marriage why is it important you guys are looking at each other like who's gonna <laughs> go first yeah. you want me to go first yeah yeah um marriage and the specifically the meaning of marriage is two very, very broken people mm -hmm. uh, coming together, trying to make a perfect thing work. Because mm -hmm. marriage is perfectly Dang. designed, right? Yeah. And God ordained it. It's, um, it's, it's a beautiful picture of what is to come as well mm -hmm. uh, in yeah with us in Christ. It's, it's a mystery in that way. Um, but yeah, what marriage means to me is it's almost like, like the law in the old Testament reveals, um, kind of where you fall short. Yeah. Um, marriage is like the law of love. Like you, this is how unloving you actually are when you're married to someone and how selfish you are. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's a great place to learn to be more selfless mm. um, and take up that cross and, um, you know, try and learn to die to self. But it's mm. very, almost immediately reveals how uh, unloving you can be. Yeah. Um, which just goes to show you how much more loving God is towards right. us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hmm. that's the meaning of marriage. Wow. 
Kendall, what would you say? I would say the meaning of marriage for me, since Gavin has already really spoken about the reflection of Christ in the church and the um, communion with Christ that is to come, is the fact that it is not a one-time choice, Mm, um, but that it is a daily decision Mm. um, Mm. to love the person that you have chosen to do life with um, for the person that they are becoming each day Mm. um, because the person you marry is not going to be the person that you are married to 20 years from now or even a couple of months even yeah. the next day. Yes. Um, and there's there's like some beauty in that too because yeah. it gives each person room for growth. Like yes. We can absolutely. wake up and change. Absolutely. And that's great. That's sanctification. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also it is a gift that God gives us um, to do... We're not going to be fully fulfilled by our spouse. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get to talking about that. But but to have someone that can walk through life's joys and trials with is a grace from Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm hearing you guys saying is there's this foundation, which comes from Tim Keller, who's amazing, Mm -hmm. wrote a book called The Meaning of Marriage, where he talks about how, and Gavin, you've said this, how it's broken people trying to do a A perfect perfect thing. Yeah, a perfect (laughs) thing. Because, like you said, Kendall, we can't find fulfillment in a spouse. And so you're modeling this after Christ, who is perfect. And so in some ways, like we're doomed for failure from the beginning, Mm -hmm. like from, from your vows, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) which could be like really fatalistic and terrible, but it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful that we're still given the grace to like, we're given the grace of the goodness in it, even when it's not perfect. And even when we do fail. Yeah. It's a great point. You get all the benefits, even though you don't have a perfect marriage. Wow. It's almost like. Like, it's a picture of the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Bingo. Wow. I feel like we just said that in a way that I haven't heard before. Yeah. And that's really beautiful. The fact that you can stand at an altar, make a covenant to your spouse while looking in them in the eyes and being like, I'm already failing at this. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you still get all the benefits of marriage. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so with that, I want to know, why did you get married? Well, one, we all have the desire to be to love and to be loved, mm-hmm. and to love and be loved unconditionally, um, which I think the world really seeks to find that unconditional love solely in another human. Mm. Um, yeah, which is why I believe a lot of marriages fail. 
Well, they're putting the weight of, of Savior on that person, you know. And so that's that's not why you got married. But the you know, the benefits are still there of companionship and, and love. Mm-hmm. Um I got married because I fell in love with Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you guys, I don't know. I think maybe not all people are wired to want marriage, but yeah. a lot of people are. Yeah. And to want to be loved and to love. Well, it's interesting. The question that you have on your screen is why get married? And then, but you asked us, why did we get married? That's Which true. is a different question. It is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, so why get married? It's like, well, do you, uh, do you want your ability to love and receive love to increase? Um, that the kind of vulnerability that comes in marriage, mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted. Right. <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah. what you get, and I think there is that beauty of like truly being known. Like right. the Andy always says, the real Jesus uh, died for the real you. Mm. Like the real Kindle married the real Gavin. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if she knew who the real Gavin was yeah. when we got married, but you know, she knows now. She knows. <laughs> she definitely but does not even know. Even though you said like I did not get married. For the vulnerability. Yeah. Which, like, I believe. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, like, that was the gift that you really needed. Right. Well, and it was, I wanted to be known um, and to be loved for me without having to peel back the layers. Yeah. Right. Wanted like, I wanted benefits. all the benefits without the work. <laughs> right. You know, and it's just like, she just loves me, even yeah. though I haven't really... Like, totally... She just loves everything she knows about me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, I am going to fight back on this a little bit because I think it's absolutely true that all of that is available in marriage. But I do think that a lot of that is also available in other relationships. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that you can be known and you can be loved, not unconditionally because we just can't do it, but, like... You can be loved as unconditionally as possible in with people. Yes, in absolutely. relationships outside of marriage as well. But yes. marriage is absolutely a unique. It's actually relationship. probably a lot easier. <laughs> well, because you could leave them at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, there's. That's, that's the thing about marriage is there's no boundaries. There is no. Well, there's, there's boundaries. There are boundaries. There is no time. Not ours. <laughs> that's not true. There, you can separate yourself. From one another. Well, that's the hard thing about the first two years is you don't know how to set those boundaries at yeah. all. That's true. That was a large part of our struggle in our first year of marriage was learning how to give each other what boundaries that eat, that we each individually needed. and then even ha- and then, wait, yeah. And then how. <laughs> right. And then how to give each other those right. boundaries. Because it was a both and... Yeah trying to figure out what is this other human that's living in my home uh, boundaries yeah. and then how do I give them to them when I live especially in the in the concept of like free time and personal like hobbies and self-care and those kinds of mm-hmm. things how do you do that within the realm of yeah we're always together yeah how do you be separate? 
individuals who have individual needs yes and also be fully unified no, right yes it's just doomed for failure and it's but really hard when you don't really know good. what your needs are yeah man let's just plug therapy right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding um okay so this i feel like we're already at this point but what did you believe about marriage before you got married and how has that changed now that you are married like gavin you talked about not believing it required vulnerability mm-hmm. and recognizing that it does yeah, I think I had such a really weird concept of marriage in my mind that it was like a place where I could just show up and like save the day, mm. you know, and like be the, you know, knight on the white horse type thing, yeah. chivalry, you know, yeah. and just... um you know, it was never about like me needing her. Mm, it was the, yeah. I liked being needed. I just really liked the idea of someone who was always like, wow, this guy just fulfills me yeah. in every single way. And I love that. And one, I couldn't do that. You wanted to be God. Yeah. Oof. Which is not a bad, you know, you you're to supposed to love. Christ. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to love your wife the way but that like Christ loved the church. in a really broken church. way. Yes. In an idolatry kind of way. Yeah. Like, I wanted my wife to worship me. You wanted to be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted yes. to dethrone Christ mm. in your wife's life. Is that too hot of a take? I mean, I wouldn't have... That's not... I, yeah. yeah I, yes, right? Because our hearts are idol factories. Right. Um, but it's not like I was actively trying to dethrone no. Christ. It's yeah. just... Um, I certainly wanted that space in her heart. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, that was that was the way I viewed marriage. And so when I, uh, when I had failure, mm-hmm. um, that was really hard. And then I also needed her. That was even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like I should be the one helping you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that. There were so many times where I just would bristle at the idea of Kindle trying to ease into my life. And I'm like, mm. ah. Yeah. You know? But you guys have grown in that so much. Definitely. You've grown in vulnerability, mm-hmm. in having needs. And, and being able to voice them. Yes. Yeah. That was a big part of our first year of marriage was him being able to communicate with me I communication was a really big problem in our first six months in particular yeah of um you know sometimes I would ask him like ask him what's wrong or and he just could not articulate his feelings yeah um Mm -hmm. which and and I would also always have to pry it out of him instead Mm -hmm. of him offering this is what's going on under the surface yeah um i was gonna say that um i think we we know theoretically and biblically that 
marriage and children and a new house and essentially like the American dream is not going to fulfill us. Mm-hmm. But I think it is as you reach each stage or I don't want to say stage cuz it's not like we're like like expected but stage. when you hit, yeah. when you do milestones. certain things when you have those milestones it's kind of it's both unsettling and comforting it's comforting in knowing that what god says is true <laughs> uh unsettling when you achieve those things and realize <laughs> that this isn't going to fulfill me. Mm, yeah. Like, because you know that, you know it theoretically, you've, yeah. re- you've, uh, you've read about it in scripture, but it's, you know, so much of my adult cr- Christian life has been, I know these things and now I'm experiencing yeah. these things instead of just having this head knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the thing the most important thing that I would want someone who isn't married to know about marriage is that it is not going to fulfill you. Um, There is no way for, for Gavin to fill the role of God in my heart. And the times where I am the most frustrated with him are the times where I am seeking for him to do so. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I also think, like, people who are not married hear that all the time. Like, marriage is not going to solve all your problems. Marriage is not going to fulfill you. But then we also hear that it will. Um, So, you know, who knows? But um, (laughs) I do feel like living with you guys, and I've said this to you before, and not in a way to trash you guys at all, but (laughs) living with you guys did help me to understand more than I ever could have that marriage will not fulfill me or solve Mm -hmm. all of my problems because and I don't think it was ever this aha moment like you guys had this huge fight and I was like dang marriage is just (laughs) terrible but like that was never never the thing but I think it was just seeing day in and day out and even the fact that I moved in with you guys because you had a need you felt lonely Mm -hmm. in marriage and that's why you needed other people right and so being invited into that and then also just seeing day in and day out those times where you couldn't be everything for each other Mm -hmm. or someone one of you had a a problem or something you were dealing with and you'd be like man that seems really hard I'm going to work and so (laughs) like I saw you guys struggle individually and have to rely on the Lord and Mm -hmm. on other people Mm -hmm. and I think walking in that for two years helped me to see more than ever that marriage is beautiful and I saw that in your marriage as well and continue to see that Mm -hmm. um just not as up close and personal (laughs) but um it also is not the Mm -hmm. end all be all yeah Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna have to have a part two here because we've got too much to talk about but I want to end this part one by saying how has marriage caused you to love Jesus more? Mm. And Gavin, you're just like sitting here smiling. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we both have had seasons of where I think maybe one 
might have felt more devoted uh, to particular like disciplines of the faith, mm-hmm. right? And the other one might have felt like less passionate. Um, and then you see that like it, it comes and goes as seasons go. Mm. And so when there's times where I'm really down um, and Kindle's not, um, I guess I, I have to kind of speak from my perspective. Like when Kindle is not as feeling it as much mm-hmm. um, and then two or three months later, like inexpressibly or inexplicitly, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden she's just like that that fire gets kindled. You can yeah. see for Christ, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit actively like wooing her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so like, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can love Christ more. Uh, but like that up close and personal, like, hey babe, I'm just like really struggling to read my Bible right now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, three months later, she's, you know, crying at a, a sermon or something. You're just like, man, like we so often get cold for one another, mm. you know, and like, we can try and woo each other back yeah. in different ways. Um, but like, we don't think of Christ doing the same thing, mm. which is weird. Cause like, as you know, Calvinists, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all we believe, right? It's like Jesus is constantly pursuing us. Yeah. Um, and if it was up to us for one minute to pursue him, not that we shouldn't and not that we can't once we're enabled by the Holy Spirit we do. Yeah. Um but man, he just those moments are like some of my favorite moments just in life in general just to see your spouse who's you know in the despondency mm-hmm. get new life from scripture, right? Yeah. That's just like man that's again I know she's seen that yeah. in me. So getting that front row seat <clears throat> to each other's sanctification. Yeah. And love for Jesus. Man. Is just the best. Yeah. And like Kindle five years ago, you know, thought she was pretty decently holy. I'm and gonna go Gavin ahead and speak. five years yeah. ago. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's I no doubt. Okay, no doubt. <laughs> Um, but what she was saying earlier about knowing things and then now they're in practice, like they're, this is the test. Yeah. Right. Like she studied now Mm -hmm. it's test time. Yeah. Um, and so, and I can only speak from my perspective of seeing Kendall go through this is like, um, as those tests have come and, you know, the roller coaster of emotions Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you hit those summits together and it's just, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So I think what, 
has made me love Jesus the most in marriage uh, is one that it was his design. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that Gavin's love is probably the closest to Christ's love that I'll experience. Mm-hmm. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> Um, it is a, it is a very beautiful thing to be seen and Mm. to also be loved in light of that. And that's what Christ does for us. Yeah, man. And that, like, that is the meaning of marriage Mm -hmm. is just for us to be loved as Christ loves us and as broken people doing a perfect thing imperfectly but it's beautiful I'm just glad that the Lord brought you guys together to give you all the blessings of marriage and also just to steward your marriage for his glory to show his love in such a way that you do and that's that's just beautiful so we're gonna press pause for a second because we have a lot more to say and I think our second episode is going to get a little exciting (laughs) but um we're gonna we're gonna pause right here so thank you guys for listening to our rough draft revelations about marriage and we'll be back on the next episode to continue this conversation in the meantime check out rough draft revelations on instagram and share this episode with your friends see you next time